Well, welcome to the conversation, everybody. I'm your host for this conversation, and I am with Jared Liebesite, with Alex Ciali, and Shannon Johnston. And good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whenever you're watching this, everybody. Yeah, good afternoon. Good morning to those who are watching this in the morning. <laughs> the time zone already is a massive challenge. Uh, good to acknowledge that, Alex, you are in Wellington still, and a very it's quite dark there. Is that cloud cover or what's going on? Yeah, daylight savings here works quite differently. Instead of <laughs> losing an hour, we sort of lose days at a time. Um, so we're kind of moving Sunday to Sunday in faith. So, yeah, all things are good considered. And um, Shannon is in part of the National Park. Uh, so you found your way there? Found it. Finding out, finding my way out is a bit tricky. It's all a bit lost, but, you know. Why did you take a podcasting mic on a walk into the bush, though? <laughs> oh, I, oh, I actually don't have a good answer for that. It's just what happened. <laughs> and Jared is just out of a room with, similar to me, with great prints. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing more to say. Just a bit of art, really. We're call, calling this episode zero, guys, because for those journeying with us at Annersbrook, we're on a journey at the moment. That's um, something that's really fresh and really uh, it's easy to use big words in describing ourselves, so I've got to be careful. But I do think what's happening is a little bit outstanding um, that we have embarked this year on following Jesus. And actually, it's already started stirring people. The point or the, the purpose in having this conversation is a little bit longer form of some of the things that this journey, it's a significant journey, is going to be hard to achieve just in messages on a Sunday. So uh, welcome to anyone joining us and great guys to be chatting with episode zero. Uh, just briefly, like, have you guys noticed that? Like, have you noticed in your own conversations with people so far that there is a resonance with what this picture, this vision is looking like? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Like, <clears throat> people very excited by it, excited by, I think, like, one part that they're excited by is how simple it is and this kind of sense of just coming back to basics and, like, I mean, there's been a lot of uh, complexity and things have been kind of just complicated over the past couple of years and like previous seasons. And really? Stuff. What what was in particular? Well, with navigating things like COVID mm. and things like vaccine passports and oh, yeah. masks, you know, when to wear it. When should you put a mask on when you walk into a shop? I think that's one of the main things. Well, before, during, during and after. Um, yeah, like just just to kind of strip all that away and just come back to just what we, the main thing is following Jesus. I think people are very refreshed by that and excited by it. So, Same thing in uh, Wellington, Alex? Yeah, I think um, along the similar lines, we've sort of used the phrase, you know, it's, it's an old but new mission. You know, it's an old but new vision. You know, not, nothing's really changed, has it? We've, we've always wanted to be following Jesus. It's, it's been the desire since... I think we all found Jesus, or he found us, I would say, that it's been a mission of, well, okay, uh, how do we go about this? But I think that this year and the years to come, just putting some new, fresh focus on it, I think, like Jared has said, coming through these last couple of years, 
Um, and I know there's a bit of a hot word going on in the last day, I would say, of this this idea of a sifting almost taking place, that things have arisen, arisen to the surface in people's worlds, uh, both good and both bad. And I think that through that, people have been looking for actually uh, what's the way forward? And as always, the answer, which has always been the same. And we're, I guess we're making a declaration, aren't we, as a church to say, what has always been will be the same, which is Jesus. And uh, we're here to follow him. So I think um, the last thing on that is that, yeah, it has felt like a navigation you know, of, of a season, left, right, up, down. Uh, it's been trying to, trying, to, trying to find true north in a way. And so by giving people or, or just reaffirming the central focus, which is Jesus, I think um, is really, really helpful for people. People are pumped about it. Did any one of you guys ask the rest of the staff to be slightly more quiet? Because I just, I was just teasing them during your great answer, Alex, of which I was paying attention, 100%. But I was like, hey, guys, we're recording at the moment. And uh, I forgot to. Did any of you guys? I didn't think about it, but it sounds like someone was just playing with chatterings just in the hallway. Chatterings. Chatterings. Bring them back. But, but I did actually, one of them just text back, okay. Wow. Um, but I, I was listening, Alex. We all were. But And I guess the brilliant thing about doing it in this format is I can look back and see what you actually said. But um, I, I actually, I do think the simplicity, it would be good to have a conversation in another episode about it's so simple, it's actually quite difficult. <laughs> like it's not, it's not that it's difficult in a hard, complex way, but because it's so simple, it's um, about such a deep level of trust. You wonder if you're doing the wrong thing. Mm. <laughs> Hold on, I'm sure I've got to add things to this. We should take a little note to um, make that a um, definitely another episode. I was just thinking, it's like simple yes, but easy no, isn't it? I think that's that thing. Like there's that thing in us that like the theme resonates because we're like, yeah, we know this is what we're here to do, but it's easy. Like it's simple when we talk about it, but the practical application isn't. And I like what Alec was saying about this idea of like coming back to true north. Cause it's like, you know, if you're on that true north bearing, all you have to do is be one degree off and it doesn't seem like much, but you know, that wedge increases wow. to the point where actually as we get out further, it's quite a significant divergence from the original, like, tracking. And I just think it's like, hey, guys, hey, bring in the wedge straight back. Like, this is what we're gunning for. So, yeah, man, amped for it. Before we get into today's conversation, I just want to touch on one more thing that you guys might be able to reflect on and we'll um, go in the same order. Jared, you can start first. But I made a statement on week one, part one of, Vision Sunday, which was, you know, is this a vision? You know, I, 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 it was in a recording. If you haven't seen part one, you can actually, or part two, you can go back online and uh, watch what we're up to uh, or what really this is all about. Um, is it a vision? I mean, I answered my own question on the day, which was like, it is absolutely. But I think the, the challenge with it is that we're so used in Christendom to have themes and themes that, well, actually not even in Christendom, the church, like we do a theme for a year or a theme, this kind of thing. But we've, we, what was different, what has been different so far this time is we've framed it as a vision. Like what does it look like in our own lives? And then as yesterday in part two, we were describing, well, then what does it look like in community mm. as we come together and do this journey? So 
just a justification of one or two sentences, guys. Why do you think it's a vision and not just a thing? Yeah, I think um, I think it's I think it's vision because as you start to follow Jesus, I mean, you receive not just your own great ideas and your own vision for life, but you actually get His vision for your life, and that's what it's about. You know, you read grateful read the stories of um, the disciples being called. Mm. And they they don't they're not just called into a title or like a kind of thing that they do on a Sunday. It's not just about being a disciple or follower of Jesus and it's like, cool, that's what I am. It actually is about what they would go and do. And it was about a change in their life and they would leave a job to now go and follow Jesus. And that's pretty like, dramatic, but that is a massive, like that, that is vision, you know, that's, that takes vision to make a change like that. And so, yeah, I think, I think for that reason, like, we can definitely say it's vision because I mean, if we're following Jesus, it means that we're going somewhere. And uh, vision is all about where we're heading to, where we're going. And so and that applies personally and also as a community of faith too, hey? Uh, yeah, like that's gold, man, but it's also more than one sentence. So I'd just like to say, go back, go back to English. Uh, it actually, actually is perfect, a perfect segue, because I think the point you make there, Jared, is, you know, what's the catalyst for a vision Mm. Like it's absolutely, we're going to build this building and we're going to plant this location. And we have, as a church community, had seasons like that. And we will hopefully, by God's grace, have other se- other seasons like that too. But it's a noble trait in the kingdom to say, no, it's not a it's not a building we're going to do this year. It's actually work on the inside. Mm. And so as Christian, as Christians in the West particularly. It's never been a good enough vision for people to say, oh, no, well, here's your vision. You can get more patient this year. And it's like, oh, I'm not doing that. Like, I'd rather tell me what I should do. And so that will be another part of a great conversation, This episode, uh, these episodes as we have the discussion. So I would ask you guys this question too, but we've got more to talk about. So here's what I want to frame up today, okay? So just so everyone's aware on this, who you know, who's listening or watching this, I have not preempted the guys very much on what we'll talk about. So um, it's it, it we'll see what comes of this. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods has just in the last few days <laughs> just made the most incredible comeback story. And um, absolutely incredible. Played at Augusta. Augusta, Jared? Yeah, Augusta National. Um, or that would be Augustine in theology, theological terms. <laughs> Sorry, that's... A, Dad Joe. So amazing actually that he has he's actually got serious challenges from the accident that he had, but has been lauded and celebrated for the the ability to persevere beyond the hardship. But I was having a conversation with someone um, about Tiger because Tiger Woods has had a very tumultuous journey, without mm-hmm. a doubt, one of the greatest golfers who has ever lived and uh, was so very, very young. Uh, but there was an incident, and just people might be wondering what the heck I'm about to do is a spiritual... I, was, I don't know what to say after the word spiritual now. I've said spiritual, but as a pastor or something like that. But uh, I do want to make a disclaimer. This is not in a judgment of motive, but I want to just point out a couple of things that are very applicable when we wouldn't think about Tiger when it 
when it comes to following Jesus, but I think there's a little bit of a parallel um, because he was lauded as an absolute superstar, um, celebrated and adored, and then something happened. It came out that while all of this amazing stuff was going on, there was some really difficult and serious challenges for him in his personal life and probably more so his character. So he was being celebrated probably for, I think there are parallels, just stick with me, (laughs) gift, ability, power, influence. And I reckon some of that has snuck its way into the church a little bit over the last number of years is that we, we perceive, oh, to be a Christian of value or a person of value, we need to be really gifted, really able, and we do have abilities and giftings. God gives them to us, celebrated, have really high levels of power and influence and so forth. But in the same way, you can find yourself in a bit of a trap where you find the inner world is not what it necessarily um, should be. So, um, you know, a re-disclaimer of my disclaimer, Tiger has seems to have done a journey and, you know, come out the other side of some of those really difficult hardships and he's he's talked about that. But I just couldn't help but feel the parallel that when Jesus said, come follow me, it is an invitation to becoming and to some of the inner work. Here's my question. Why do you think we're living in a time where that stuff's not celebrated? as much as some of the outer stuff. How have how have we as a world got to that point? Let's, let's start with you, Sharon. Have you got any musings or reflections on that? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I, don't, I don't know if I've got musings that answers the question of how we got to that, but I think that's okay because I actually think you don't always need the history lesson, the powers and acknowledging where we are. Uh-huh. And so I love what you've just said there, because there's no doubt that, like you talk about the West, which isn't so much actually a location in the world, but it's like a philosophy, right? Like we live in the West and a huge part of the West is individualistic in nature and focus. And so we find that creeping into the life of the church where people are far more concerned with you know, themselves than what would be a far more scriptural illustration of the church of being us as a community. Uh, The West is capitalistic in nature. So it's like gain as much as I possibly can for myself to build my own empire. That's next to the church and the way we do spirituality. But again, if we look at the New Testament and Gospels, it's like, no, hand me all of your desires to build your empire and come and help me build the kingdom. And you've got like, consumerism as well you know it's like there's so many voices out there saying like this is what you need you know if you have this people will accept you more and it's just like all of that it's like we don't even know we're doing it but it sneaks into our spirituality we next minute we're consuming um, more than we actually are interacting with a deep inner world and so how do we get there I don't fully know, but I think there is real power in understanding that we're not squeaky clean inside of the church, that actually so much of that external Western culture has tainted kind of our expression of spirituality. And that's why there's so much power about going back to Jesus, because actually it's like we have to put a hand up, don't we, and be honest, it's like, 
<laughs> this isn't our theme, like plagiarism eh, 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 yeah, yeah. alert. <laughs> like this isn't our vision. This is the vision of God, right? To restore and reconcile all people and all creation back to him. And he accomplished that through Christ. So really it's us saying, hey, hands up. We, we ain't coming with our own vision. We're actually wanting to get on board unlike ever before with getting on board with God's vision. So, yeah. I, it's such a great way of looking at it. And um, the West is really young as well in comparison. Well, particularly our part of the world in New Zealand is, I mean, it's so much younger than other parts of the historic world, but even the Eastern world, mm. th- those places, Middle East and even around the whole, the centre of the world at that time being around uh, Israel, Jerusalem, and then Rome coming into that. I mean, they're just so old. There's an, um, there's a, oldness a maturity of years to learn some of the lessons and go that doesn't work that doesn't work this doesn't work these people are trying this but in in our part of the world we're still we're still in many ways trying to work things out um guys jared and alex uh, we'll start maybe with you jared but even in yourself or even in pastoral ministry or even in some of the stories you've heard why do you think that people would rather celebrate the stuff we do and as seen rather than the harder more difficult work of actual character and even potentially change yeah i think um i mean you, you kind of just said it just then like it's harder yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's harder. um you know you think about ty wood like there's a lot of people who just aspire to be Tiger Woods regardless Ooh. of character things because it's so easy to just look at him with all his stats and his wins and all the achievements, all the records he'd broken and just think that is who Tiger Woods is to me. That's what I want to know. That's what I want to focus on. That's all I care about. Don't give me the other stuff. That is easier. Um, and so, like, you end up kind of with, like, this, like, fake, um, like, I don't know, it's like, way over decorated it's not actually real life and that's just the direction that we can go down um whereas like i think when it comes to transformation and it's kind of what we're talking about like the you know we've started following jesus and now our life is transformed we we have this amazing kind of like just we're going from one place to another and that takes a lot of work in terms yeah. of character and our our spiritual growth i mean it's kind of like what I said before. The moment that you start to follow Jesus, your life changes. It has to change. We have to find a way to give up a bit of our old way of doing things to step into the new creation that he's actually creating us to be. It's who he designed us to be. It's who he's forming us into as we go about our days. And uh, and that's not something that just happens like because we're just hang- hanging out, chilling, having a good time. It actually takes work. And, you know, diving in, going a bit deeper into the practices of following Jesus, the word of God, spending time in prayer and worship, having tough conversations with people that maybe I, a mentor or a pastor, asking the questions like, hey, are there any blind spots? Is there anything about me that you maybe think I should be working on right now? And, uh, I mean, that's just an awkward, hard conversation to have. Well, it's a little bit more technically um, difficult than going to a service once every month. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm not saying that people watching this do that, and if you do do that, it's not a bad thing. That's better than never going. And also, you may well be on a journey of trying to actually work this into your 
everyday life. The point I'm making, though, is if the West have also celebrated gift, celebrity, power, influence, they've, they've also, they also worship, we also worship ease mm. and the low bar of commitment. When mm. you look at it in the way it affects relationships and young people, um, they would rather, we, we need to be intimate before we're willing to commit because what is commitment anyway? I mean, we've stripped that out of the world. And so to even understand those dynamics and our, you know, this culture is just so foreign to us. I think that's really um, huge that, you know, the time. And I, I wonder, Alex, you know, if you think about this in your own personal life, like the three of us would appreciate if you confess some sins to us we've never heard of before, if you would. <laughs> just start now. <laughs> no, um, I was just thinking, though, in your personal life, in all seriousness, I found it a little bit harder to change. Like sometimes the change thing is like the Holy Spirit will do something, has done something in me, say, at different moments, and it's like, whoa, that was powerful and simple. And then other times it's like God is working with me to say, whoa, that was really, took a long time, and that was really, really tough graft. Mm-hmm. And both are valid. Uh, expressions of what it looks like to have our character, you know, impacted by the gospel. Alex, for you, how's that? How's that looked for you personally? Have you ha- have you ever felt that way? Big question. Good question. I think. Um, I mean, if we're talking personally, I think that. I think a lot of the time. Oh, okay, to put it simply. I remember there there being one initial moment, but then moments since then um, that come up through being around, like Jared said, great leaders or influences on my life that I've given authority and permission to say, hey, do I have blind spots? I love that question. That that could probably be its own own part. But I think I learned sort of early on, maybe not as early as I could have hoped, this whole idea of charisma versus character. I think for myself, charisma is obviously a natural part of, I'm a charismatic person. And so I think, but I don't think it's just for the outgoing. Look at you smiling. I've been looking at myself thinking, I'm just looking like I'm frowning. (laughs) Um, You look great. Um, But yeah, I think that it's, it's, it's not just for the outgoing, but in my personal world, I think that I've been able to, or there've been moments where I forget where I'm actually leveraging a lot of my faith journey upon what I can present or build up but this series even for me is a is a is a humbling reminder that it's all about Jesus and i think the character over charisma conversation is about leaning into that character as much that our charisma whether you're outgoing or not is a way to communicate uh, i think i think what is built up in your character and so i think i think just personally for me it's been about trying to do more character work check on my character work and allow God to do a work on the inner me than just sort of trying to build up maybe the outer me or the presented me or the, I, I don't know, it, it, to be honest, it's a, I'm a, it's a work in progress. So I'm still figuring this out, but I, but that's just what I've thought of that for me, it's a continual reminder of God. Would you search my heart, Lord? And would you do a work in my character? Would you reveal to me things that uh, you've gifted me in, but also that are needing to be worked on? And um, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of, it's quite good. It's it's really good. Um, I I see following Jesus. This this this, you know, Jesus turned up 
we read it first in the in the encounter with the disciples and the fishing or whatever. Come follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. Or just come follow me. Hey, follow me. Um, I see it as an invitation to becoming. I think in episode one we're going to unpack what is a disciple, because following Jesus is the highway to that thing. I'd like to say it like this. Um, one of our key scriptures for this journey is John 8, 12. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Mm. And so I, I noticed that Christians don't have a flashlight, go around flashlight. So there's nothing outward, a lot of outward stuff we value, the way we dress and so forth, and like you just said, charisma. But the light, I really believe the light is within us. Um, now, so that's internal journey, character, who we really are. Um, I think that when Jesus said, come follow me, I think he was actually not just saying wear certain type of sandals and a robe. I think that he was saying, come on a journey with me that will transform you from the inside out. Become something. Okay, so if Tiger had focused on his inner world, perhaps as much as his golf swing, we would not be using him as a terrible illustration. And he's probably an amazing guy. That's why I say no judgment in terms of, you know, any of us could tell horror stories of things we did and we think, man, why am I still doing that? I can't believe I do that. Or, you know, I respond that way or whatever. Um, I note, guys, um, as we will come in for a landing very soon, he got, apparently, he no one really knew. So no one knew some of the really, really, people probably saw signs, little signs. And so it makes me think of how important community is not getting isolated if we're going to follow Jesus. And a closing thought each, okay? I want you just to share your, just just a pithy kind of <laughs> like girl response, but share the value system, that community. Why is doing this together so it's not even an option. Why is it for you personally doing it, doing following Jesus, the issues of the inner world and character, the light and within? Why does it work in community? How how does that look? Let's start with you, Jared, on that one. Yeah. Um, well, I, yeah, it is so important. I think <laughs> there's so many things. Like we all need support in this journey, and we have great support from you know, just being in relationship with Jesus. I mean, that's amazing in itself. Yeah. But, man, I need to be close with, like, even just you boys, to have, like, kind of these conversations and to be able to unpack things and to, in moments, just, like, be able to ask questions about, you know, and what you guys are thinking or how's this going for you or, like, you know, what have you done in this kind of situation when something pops up in the journey of, of just ministry or, or life. And uh, I think that, you know, every believer, every follower of Jesus should have some kind of desire on their heart to just get around people because we are not made to do this journey by ourselves. Um, good. And we have so much to offer each other as well, you know, like, there's so many things that I can bring to the table that maybe you guys can't and vice versa as well. And it's like, we just need each other. We just do. I love that. Alex? 
Yeah, I think um, so much of that too. Like I think, you know, right now, um, and well, you know, Shannon's doing a study in theology. And so I feel like every time Shannon lately opens his mouth on teaching or history or just revelation that he's gained, and this is, I guess, what I'm saying, the revelation of others is a revelation for me. And even though it's secondhand, it feels just as powerful some often that I was doing my own thing. But I kind of just get this thought that, you know, you don't know what you don't know until you do. And I think community is all about that. And I think sometimes in myself and people listening might be able to relate. Sometimes I entertain the idea that you could you could get you could get somewhere on your own, but it's just never going to be as far as if you were doing it in community. And I think that the reason why it's so important in the church and the church is really built to be a community is that like God Himself is a community. And I think that you know, salvation for us when we accept salvation, which is only found through Christ. He's actually from day one introduced us or invited us into a community, which is the Trinity. And so I think that like, even from just day one, we're actually set up and designed to live from that and live within that. And then also invite others into that too. And so obviously there's a lot we could say, and it's kind of funny asking pastors to have a, have a quick little answer, but I think ah, that that would probably be my, awesome. my main thing. I've arrived at my main answer, which would be that, you know, God himself is community. He's invited us into that. And so we're designed to live from that too. So, yeah. Love that. Shen? Oh, I don't even, the minute you ask that, I don't have a short answer. Like, seriously, <laughs> I'm like trying to think, what do I say? And then the more I think about it, how to say it small, I just, my thinking just follows every rabbit trail that it can find. It's a curse. But and a blessing. Uh, look, <laughs> community is not like the pastor of the church's like kind of idea of how to boost Sunday attendance. The only reason we harp on about it is because it's not our idea. It's God's idea. We even see it back in the very beginning in Genesis. God makes man. He makes Adam. One of the first things he says, it's not good for man to be alone. Right throughout scripture, we see God is a God who is placing the lonely in families. I honestly think this whole like, like people don't get stuck into community in terms of their faith, like I reckon two reasons. One is, again, the West promotes individualistic, where we have homes that are bigger than they've ever been before, but less populated. Our pantries are full with more food than people have been able to experience since the beginning of time, yet we spend less meals around the table sharing fellowship. It's a cultural issue that we're blind to, to some degree because we're like in it, just like a fish probably doesn't think about the fact it's swimming through water. Uh-huh. And the second thing is, um, people find their community, but they just choose a different one. Hey, the amount of people I know that are happy to be out at like two sports practices and then a sports game on Saturday, but won't come to church like regularly. I'm just like, and people say, you know, that, you know, they're like, oh, Shannon, but you don't have to go to church to be a Christian. It's like, yeah, that's true. But you don't have to go home to your wife to be married, but you stay away long enough. It's going to affect your relationship. <laughs> and uh, I just think. Oh, good. I don't know. Like, I just wish we could get over that where it's like, no, we need each other. Um, the, the language that the scripture uses is not individual language. It's like we are the temple of God in the New Testament. We are the bride of Christ. We are the body of um, Christ. It's like, yeah, we can be a rose in the bouquet or a thread in the dress or you know, we can be a brick in the temple, but who wants to be a brick? I'd rather be part of the house. 
Uh, we can be like, you know, a, a ligament or a gross organ just flopping around the. No, it's just like, but together with a body, with a bride, with a building that God wants to place the lonely humanity into so that it could thrive. So I can, yeah, sorry, not a short answer, but that's me done before I say more. Out. I, I think we. <laughs> So I was just going to get my uh oh, 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 oh tiger. There he is. Hey, Full circle. I, I wanna yeah, I let let's begin to wrap. So um Jesus didn't say to um isolated people, come follow me. He said, Come follow me, each to each person, and they were adding to the community as they went along. Mm -hmm. So it's both an individual internal work in the setting of community. We need to talk about, we need to unpack what you said, Shannon, because too many times we hear the, oh, you're doing, you're talking about this because it's on your agenda or being a small group because you want to boost the numbers. I loved that. And it's it's like, you know, yes and no, big no. You know, yes, it's all helpful, but this is a God idea. And I, w- I would want to encourage anyone as we come to finish now. Um, episode zero, we call it Tiger Woods, but let's not be people who value character, uh, excuse me, gift, <clears throat> ability, celebrity, power, influence without the more serious and truly important issues of the inner world. Come follow me is an invitation to internal transformation. It isn't just a list of things to do. It's somebody we're going to become. And I'm so excited about this conversation because I think it's going to help us all explore it, even talking like this, guys. uh, I'm sure you would have all enjoyed it as much as I have as well. So thank you, Shannon. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Jared. Now, on the end of this episode right now, we're going to play for you right now our Vision Sunday segment that you will enjoy. See you again next time for episode one on The Conversation. See you later, guys. We all follow something. We are all searching for answers. We are all searching for hope. In a world of bad news, where all we see is disaster, destruction, disunity. We are all looking for even the tiniest bit of light in the darkness, a brighter future. And what if I told you, I found it? Imagine the moment Jesus calls Simon Peter and his brother out from the boat. Jesus said to them, there is nothing to fear. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And imagine the moment when Jesus called the tax collector from his booth. Follow me, Jesus said. So he got up and followed him. Or imagine the moment when the rich young ruler realized, although he had everything, he really had nothing. So Jesus said, go sell everything and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. It is easier said than done because with man alone, the road is hard, but all things are possible with God. He calls the fearful, he calls the broken, he calls the sick. So whether you feel like a failure or a success, He calls us all. He calls us to a new way of life and it's the way of Jesus. John 8, 12 says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me 
will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So I've decided to follow Jesus. I'm not in the driver's seat, He is. I don't run from suffering, instead, I embrace it. I'll follow Him and He'll show me how self-help is no help at all. Self-sacrifice is the way, His way, to finding my true self. Because what kind of deal is it anyway to get everything that I want but lose myself? There is nothing in this world I would trade Jesus for. He has my moments, He has my days, He has my heart, He has my year. In 2022, we are following Jesus.